Welcome to the Success Leaves Clues podcast with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that's different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Success Leaves Clues podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. We believe sound financial advice improves people's lives. We're also brought to you by ARIA Benefits. We help business leaders attract and retain top talent. I'm your host, Robin Bailey, here with my super awesome co-host and business partner, Al McDonald. Al, how's your week going so far? It's going really well, getting close to Christmas, and uh, obviously the snow is setting in a little bit of a, a snowstorm last night. I had to drive on some icy roads, but hey, it's all good. It's that time of year. Hey, you got those winters on, so you uh, you should be set. I remember the days I had a uh, old Acura Integra, and I remember being in, in McDonald's, and we, we had all-season radials, and we got stuck in McDonald's drive-thru, and it was at that moment we decided from then on we've never been without winter tires, so... Hmm. Yeah, it's been a great decision. Well, I am super excited about today's guest. Joining us today is Rob Gilbert, founder of Growth Habit. Rob's journey really hasn't been a typical one. He started his first business as a teenager, did cubicle time in big multinationals, toured coast to coast as a DJ, and spent half a decade as people and culture leader in award-winning tech companies before launching Growth Habit. Through it all, he's been driven by the desire to understand what makes businesses thrive regardless of market conditions and what truly makes people more confident, creative, joyful, and impactful. He's the author of the best-selling book, Die Before They Do, and since 2019 has helped over 200 entrepreneurs in 13 countries launch and grow their businesses. Rob, welcome to the show. So glad you're here. Thanks for having me, Robin, and Al. Appreciate it. Well, Rob, I got to start with the obvious, okay? Because as an entrepreneur myself and growing the company and acquiring more blocks of business and trying to grow organically, I'm really interested in this. You've worked with 13 people in 13 different countries. Where are you finding these people for clients? Or maybe a better question is, where are they finding you? The main place is LinkedIn. By and large, it is LinkedIn. And it's leveraging this ability that we all have now, even with what you're doing with this podcast, that anyone can publish their ideas, their message. You don't need anyone's permission to be able to share your thoughts and ideas out there. And showing up on LinkedIn, I had attracted clients and created business on previous platforms with things I've done in the past with music, with a bath and body products business I hasn't had in the past. I got clients on MySpace years ago, like we're going back in time. So I just applied some of the same thoughts, ideas, and practices with LinkedIn. And LinkedIn has been incredible to me. And that's where most of my clients this year, half of my businesses come through referrals, but all the international clients, almost all of them LinkedIn. We met you because we were introduced to you by Karis Cook, who we had on the podcast. I know we had such a fun time in the podcast. She's amazing. And when she had referred us to you, she said, you have to meet Rob. And if you're trying to grow your LinkedIn, you get to talk to him. So it's all great for you to say, hey, I'm finding this stuff on LinkedIn, but you're obviously doing something a little bit different because we're connected now and I see the engagement. I mean, every post you get, you get so much engagement. What is it about those posts for someone like me who's tried to grow their network? 
what are some of the tips that you can give out to people to say, Hey, this is why, and this is why I resonate with people. And, and this is why I'm having real success on that platform. It comes down to understanding that it's not a platform with people or, or understanding it's a platform. It's a collection of humans. I think people get lost and forget and think that like, Oh, it's online. It's through my laptop. It's through my phone. It's just like someone's avatar. It's still a human being there. And then you can start thinking about, well, what do humans want? They want community. They want connection. They want to feel seen and heard. And you apply that to the stuff you put out there. And I'm sure if we looked at what your competitors are doing with the way they show up online, it'd be a lot like stuffy and corporate messaging and predictable. And we could probably take a whole bunch of it and swap out the logo and you wouldn't know the difference because it is all the same, the same, the same. So having that top of mind is a big difference. And if you're doing that, treating it as a community, the reason why I get so much engagement is I'm intentional with the kind of ideas and stuff that I'm putting out there, but also I support other people. There's so many people I speak to is like, I'm not getting much traction on my posts. And I look at it, I'm like, well, it's boring. Any one of your competitors could have published the same thing. There's nothing here that's risky. You're not taking a stand on anything. You filtered this so much that you couldn't possibly have anyone who ever disagrees with you. And you're also not giving. You're not showing up. You're not sharing. You're not supporting other people's stuff. So it's a community. If you you want to people to show up and support, you need to show up and support other people. I love what you're saying about community because it was one of the pleasant surprises that has come out of this podcast, that the community that it's starting to build and even outside of, of Al and I, we're hearing that people are connecting outside of this. And one of the things early on that I didn't like about LinkedIn is I exactly what you said. I felt it was too stuffy. And exactly to your point, the moments where I inserted a bit of my personality, those posts always did better. But I was looking at one of your posts this morning, and I think you'd said something along the lines of, oh, someone might write, uh, this isn't Facebook. But again, it's when I'm scrolling through LinkedIn and I see these generic posts, and you're right, they're boring. It's just, I can see that anywhere. The thing that makes me stop and pause is something where, like one of your posts, where it's something different. It's something maybe personal. It's something that's a little out of the ordinary. And I don't see it that way as this isn't Facebook. This is a bunch of humans, as you've said. We all happen to be in business or working of some sort. And to me, it's a great opportunity to help each other and build that community exactly as you said. So I'm happy you shared that. I love the way you just reiterated that point that it's humans. And if you think about any time that you've made a purchase from someone, anytime you've decided to do a deal with someone, anytime you've gotten to a partnership with someone, it's a human to human interaction. People do business with other human beings. And often I'll get speaking with someone and realize that one-on-one -on -one with people who know them, who they trust, even with clients, they'll open up, they'll share more, they'll be a bit more humor, they'll talk about what's going on in their personal life. And the people who are lucky enough to get on one-on-one -on -one conversations hear that. But then when they come to showing up online, it's like buttoned up and super serious and this overly filtered version. And then it just, you're making it really difficult for someone to get to know you. So the question I ask people is like, what are the things that the people who are lucky enough to know you, who like you, who decide to stick around you, even if they could not be friends with you, like they, there's people who choose to be friends with you. The clients have been with you for a long time. What do they get to see? What are the sides you share with them? And just show more of that. You don't have to cry on LinkedIn or share some overly vulnerable thing, but can you show more of your humanity? And that will go a long way in helping you stand out in the best way possible. Well, Rob, I wanted to ask you, and you've already touched on this a little bit, just with some of your answers, you know, about putting your ideas out there. But before we get to that, I do want to back up a little bit because I am curious about how you got to where you are now, you know, coming from, you said you worked in the cubicle, you worked with multinationals. And then at some point, you decided 
you know what, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to do what I'm doing. Can you just talk about that a little bit first? And then I want to jump into this, putting your ideas out there. Gladly. So I didn't finish high school and I started a business instead. So I've been an entrepreneur on and off my entire life. The only reason why I got into working at some of these big multinationals and some known brands or whatever, and working in some of these roles that are a bit stuffy is the pressures of life. I had some young children and the inconsistency of the money I was making in music couldn't support a young family. So I did that for a while, but then it was always, and I had someone call it out in an interview once or like, how long until you quit and start another business? And I gave them whatever answer I thought they wanted to hear. But of course, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, as soon as possible. So it was really just a matter of time for that. And then when I was in HR roles, I eventually progressed to being in more progressive places, meaning that they actually did attempt to care about employees, to make it an environment where people could show up as themselves, where people felt supported, where there was trying to be some alignment between the stuff they say that sounds nice publicly and the way that things are being done internally. And in those roles, I got to do coaching. I got to coach CEOs. I got to coach new leaders. I got to to do this stuff and I realized how much I loved it. So I quit doing that to launch my own company so I could do this full-time, so I could coach people full-time. And it's evolved to now where it's a bit more of a business focus on the things that I'm coaching people on, but it's this love of of helping other people do things they didn't think they could do, see possibilities where they didn't think was possibilities, be a better version of themselves. So I understand a little bit about the what now, so that's great, but can we investigate a little bit about the why? So you talk about sharing your message. You've already talked about, you know, being human, getting your ideas about like, what is it about this that you're obviously passionate about it? What's the why behind all of this? The why behind all this is I think everyone is an artist in some way. Everyone is creative in some way. And we're all creative as children, but that was eroded and eradicated out of us through very structured school format that was made to make perfect factory employees 150 years ago. That doesn't apply anymore. And when you show and share that, share your ideas and put that stuff out there, it brings out the best in people. And it was my favorite part of the work. Well, actually through all of them, when I was in the music industry, I loved it. The idea of the music, the art, the bringing people together, the community, the people really just expressing themselves fully. When I was in those people in culture roles, creating those environments where someone felt like the best compliments I ever got when I was in HR roles. And I had it happen twice at two different companies. And someone came to me and said, I've never felt comfortable being out at work. I never felt comfortable allowing other people to know that I was gay at work. You have created an environment here where that feels possible to me. And thank you. Like it's the best kind of compliment I could have ever gotten. So that was true in that. And and now to what I'm doing now is you want to work with clients who you're excited to work with. You want to enjoy the work you're doing. Finding a way to express yourself and allowing yourself to express yourself is the best way that marries those two things. And Actually, it actually goes back to when HR is being done well. It's like the the business needs and the human needs when they connect because it is ignorant and stupid and short-sighted to think you can treat employees any which way and it will not affect the bottom line. But also it doesn't matter how well you treat the employees. If the business isn't doing well, there's no jobs. So it comes down to the same thing. Like how do you infuse humanity, some creativity because that's when people are more joyful and they end up being better parents, better partners, nicer to their dogs. Like they're a fuller version of themselves if they have an outlet and they're sharing their ideas and their thoughts. That is a great answer. I mean, we had such a good first phone call when we were checking each other out to say, hey, is this going to be a good fit? And I'm so glad you decided to agree to do this. I think I'd like to know, what are you currently working on? I know you've always got something going on, but what's currently going on in the Rob uh, Gilbert world? There's a couple of things that I'm working on right now. One is 
the first kind of real digital offering that I will have. And right now, the only way to truly work with me is one-on-one. I've done a couple group programs where I've invited a group of people together who are at a similar stage in their journey so they can learn and grow together. And that's been fun, but I really appreciate and enjoy working with people one-on-one because we can go really deep on understanding what makes you unique, what makes your business unique, what are your true goals. And then the depths we can go, the base really affects the heights in which you can achieve later. So I, I love that work, but it is prohibitive because I have a limited amount of time and it is prohibitive because I'm expensive to work with. I'm priced accordingly. So I'm working on something right now where it's taking some of my frameworks and some of my tools and putting it into a, a very accessible price point digital offering for people to get into. And something that I'm in the early, early stages of working on that's definitely going to come to light next year is how do I marry my love for music with my care about humans being more impactful, joyful, and creative, et cetera, and putting out some music that carries some of the messaging that I feel so passionate about. So that's something that I'm starting to work on right now too. It's interesting. Al, who operates as our CEO of our firm, recently came to my partner and myself and gave us four questions. And one of them was, what are we passionate about? And in relation to the company as well. So when you're saying one of your passions in music, how do we marry that with what you do? And, and it was an interesting question to go back and ask myself because there are certain things that I'm really passionate about with the business. There are certain things that I kind of cringe when I have to do them. And I think what we're going to get out of this exercise is here's the things each person is passionate about as much as possible. How do we create that role around that so that you have people who are showing up joyfully to work and you're getting the most out of them? The business is growing. That person is growing at the same time. So trying to get that win-win. So that really resonates with me. That's fantastic. So Rob, do we have an ETA on that? If someone is listening to this and thinking, hey, what Rob's saying is really resonating with me, how would they go about that? Would they reach out to you right now initially? Or are you going to have that course? Do you have an ETA on that? In January. It's funny. I was pushing to try and get it done for around now and realized that I was going to be sacrificing some mental health quality time with my family to try and ship something based on an arbitrary date. So it's going to be in January, early in the January, 2023. Okay, excellent. Well, we'll stay tuned for that. And certainly I'm interested to see what happens when that comes out. I have a feeling that you would have a really good answer for Al's signature question. So Rob, if you're up for it, I'll let Al take it away. Go for it. Yeah, I'm eager to hear your answer as well. So the question is this, a society grows great when old persons plant trees in whose shade they will never sit. So can you talk about any of those proverbial trees that you might be planting? That's such a good question. It's such a thought provoker, a reflection maker. It really makes you stop and think. There's a couple things. One is a bit more indirect that I want to talk about first because it is things that clients are doing that I get to play a small part in. And they're always so kind and generous for thanking my part of the helping them what they're doing, what they're doing. And I have a client where 25% of his top line revenue, not profit, top line revenue goes to a center for grieving children. I think they're coming close to $50,000 for the year or $40,000 for this year that they've donated to the center for grieving children. And it's, they know like for each around a thousand dollars, it's one child. And these are children who lost parents or a family member to death and, you know, they're grieving. So it's insane work. Uh, as far as the impact it has. And I have another client right now and she's creating something where a portion of all the money generated is for people who are survivors of abuse 
and coming out of abusive relationships and just knowing that that impact is cascading. That feels really good. I think the other thing too is my willingness to share some of the things I've struggled with, my mental health challenges, my struggles personally, and putting that out there without wanting or expecting it ties back to any financial goals or even everything that I've put in a book. Like there's a lot of my challenging sagas are in the book or even some of the things I share online. And every time I share something, like even yesterday, total strangers message me. Thank you so much. This means a lot. I've been going through something similar. I haven't been able to talk about it. I can really relate to it. And that feels like I'm really paying it forward in some way. Uh, feels worthwhile and impactful. That's great. I can definitely envision that just by sharing some of your stories with people who are going through the same thing, it's going to be really impactful for some of those people who read that and hear that and know that it's not just them. So thank you for sharing that. And Rob, as someone who follows you, I do appreciate that vulnerability that you put out there. We've only known each other a short time, but because you do put yourself up there, I do feel you know, I've gotten to know you a little bit better than I would have if someone is just sharing a general article or what have you. So I really appreciate there are people like you as role models for people like me who are maybe a little nervous to share some of those things on LinkedIn, but obviously it's about building community and we're all human. So I want to thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story. What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have questions about yourself or what you're doing at Growth Habit? Best way is LinkedIn. is all the places online. It's the one that I am most active in and show up the most frequently or otherwise going to my website, growthhabit.org. Okay, awesome. Well, that does it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you have any questions for Al or myself, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. Success leaves clues, my friends.